0: The views and opinions expressed on the Untold History Revealed podcast are solely those of the individual stating them, and are not necessarily those of the Untold History Revealed
1: owners. Now sit back and grab a cup of coffee, or tea, as we discuss some moments in history that may have been untold or forgotten.
0: Another episode of Untold History Revealed
1: starts now. Well, hi, everybody. Uh, Welcome to another episode of Untold History Revealed. I'm your host, Sean Donnelly.
0: And I'm your co-host, Mary Ann Donnelly. Uh,
1: Tonight we're going to be discussing the murder of the beautiful cigar girl.
0: Mm, Mmm. Murder.
1: Murder. Um, Actually, this is America's first unsolved murder case
0: the first unsolved unsolved and
1: that's actually how i uh came around this one because i was actually looking for unsolved cases that uh, we could talk about here on the show and this one came up first it was listed first dating clear back to 1841
0: Mm. it's a long time ago
1: yes guess it is (laughs) all right all right so um let me set the tone a little bit about this case um took place in new york city and this was back during the time of did you ever see that movie uh the oh i forget the name of it but it had the gangs in new york remember that movie yes so it was a back around that time period you know that's how new york city was mm-hmm. back then mm-hmm. um and the police were kind of shady easy to be paid off type thing and you had the different gangs that were running different parts of the town and stuff like that and actually in some of the readings when i was reading this it mentioned some of those gangs that were on the you know like the dead rabbit gang and (laughs) that kind of stuff but uh, anyways uh, the uh, beautiful cigar girl actually her name was mary rogers yes okay and she worked at a tobacco store doesn't mean much of anything, right?
0: Yeah, she was just a normal, everyday, working class girl.
1: Working class immigrant, mm-hmm. actually. Just been in the country, I think, a couple of years. think 1838, I believe, she moved to the United States with her mother. I think it was. 38, 37. Um, <clears throat> anyways, the location of where this tobacco store is what was important. Because it was located... Just almost across the street from the uh, courthouse, and it was next to the the newspapers and you know all the gentlemen that was down there would frequent this tobacco store and
0: hobnobbing uh, going on
1: oh absolutely, and they would come in and see this young
0: pretty thing
1: attractive non married mm-hmm. woman, and it made the tobacco store quite popular
0: I can imagine.
1: Yeah. Yes. So that's why she was deemed the beautiful cigar girl, okay? Um but uh this case it changed New York City basically. Um It was the beginning of, of a lot of changes in, yeah, and Yeah, it afterwards.
0: it added some investigative reporting to the newspapers. Right. It uh in it changed a little bit of how the police investigations were run. So, yeah.
1: Also, brought out what was called the penny rags or the mm-hmm. penny newspapers, which we think of today like the Enquirer and yes. the Star and those yes. kind of papers where you really can't trust what they're putting in there. They're just trying to sell papers.
0: Yeah, because the other ones were, what, two cents? <coughs> right. And they came out and said, well, we'll just do it for one cent. And I was surprised at the name that was on that particular one that made the first one cent. What was it? The New York Herald.
1: That's right, and I was
0: surprised because that's still a big name today. And uh, it started out doing salacious kind of
1: yeah.
0: Hey, look what we found out! You know, kind of news. So,
1: so anyways, the tobacco shop was owned by a gentleman named uh, Anderson. Anderson. Was his first name John Anderson? John Anderson, and um, now I read. On and it's not on our blog post. Which, by the way, folks, I forgot to give the the blog uh, address. It's untoldhistoryrevealed.blogspot.com. dot blogspot dot And when we do these, it's like based off of a blog post, so you can go and connect to that and uh, see some of the pictures and things like that. Um, but uh, I was reading. I found John Anderson's Find a Grave record, and it mentioned that when mary and her mother came to america they actually lived with him for a little while and interesting yes you know, as we go through this mm-hmm. becomes a little
0: bit more interesting
1: yeah um and he you know gave her a job and put her to work there be, and you know being a businessman he's like oh, okay this is drawing people in here you know i need to keep her happy so she was very well paid
0: Yes, I did Very read well that put. she was, for for just a little, uh, normal cigar girl. Right, she, selling cigars. Yeah, she did make some good money.
1: <clears throat> so the name of the store was Anderson's Tobacco Emporium, and, um, and John Anderson had a brand called Anderson's Solace Tobacco, and it was it was named that because after you smoke the cigar, you're in a solace mood, you know that type of thing, but. Uh, he became quite wealthy off of this, uh, you know, selling this tobacco and stuff. So, um, you know, he had a good thing going with uh, Mary being there, selling his cigars. Uh, in fact, uh, he he was popular as well because all the gentlemen were coming in there, they knew him and everything, and he almost ran for mayor of New York. That close. Yeah, but.
0: But then, you know, Mary had to go get murdered.
1: Right, right. And he was actually, now I read this on the fine degree, too, that he was arrested. So that kind of, there goes your political career out the door. Yeah,
0: you can't get arrested or bad things come of your name.
1: Right, now he was acquitted. And then I'll tell you some of the rumors uh, later, too, about Mr. Anderson that we forgot to put on here. But I remember reading. Okay, so why don't you talk about 1838? What happened?
0: Well, as you said, Mary was working in Anderson's shop and she was drawing in all the guys and, you know, really getting him some good sales. And she was very popular and very well known by pretty much everyone. And she just up and disappeared for two weeks. Just didn't show up for work and just kind of wasn't around now her mom was not concerned about this at all and uh <clears throat> that was a little odd no but mr anderson says i'm going to have to deal with this and and all these you know newspaper men that were coming in and so forth they were talking yeah, about it business. he was losing business not as many people were coming in quite so much cuz mary wasn't there and uh they ended up putting some reports in the newspaper about it. She was missing. And uh, they made a big deal out of it. And here's this, this cigar <coughs> girl that went missing. And she's just a normal cigar girl.
1: Yeah, she why are we making shows, such a big deal?
0: She just shows back up one day. just as Just as quickly as she disappeared, she comes back.
1: Now, did her mother know where she was at?
0: Yes, that time, that she, time did. she did, and so okay. that's why she wasn't she wasn't too concerned. But, but apparently, I think they put that, in that the didn't paper go out.
1: Some sort of crap that you know her mother found a suicide note. And yes, they, made they all did this stuff up. They
0: did. They um, they did find a suicide note, and they uh, attributed it to being hers. It turned out
1: it obviously wasn't.
0: Yeah. Uh, but so because a lot of people of think that,
1: too that um,
0: he was thought. Anderson
1: made it up up and leaked it to the papers and you know and his shop did see people come in because of that you know he got some publicity over it so to speak yes he did so
0: and uh so she just showed up one day and turned out she was visiting some relatives so that's why mom wasn't too concerned because literally she knew she was with relatives and she uh was not happy that people were concerned about her which I don't know when I, if I would show up missing for a couple weeks and they made a, you know, a thing about me, I, you know, would be like, Oh, people were like worried about me, you know, but not Mary. She was actually quite upset that so many people were so concerned over her. Just this little insignificant cigar girl. And weren't there better things basically to be worried about Yeah, besides her. Just her. Yeah. Um,
1: So then she worked there another year. Yes. Of course, Anderson
0: prospered
1: from that. He paid her quite well. Yeah,
0: even though she disappeared from work for two weeks, he kept her. Why? She was the beautiful cigar girl. If I didn't show up for work for two weeks, I don't think that my boss would be too happy with that. But uh, Mary's boss, Mr. Anderson, he was quite happy to have her back.
1: Okay, but in 1839, she uh, saved up enough money, and I think she came into a little money or something like that.
0: Yes, she between what she had had sort of inherited and also what she got from working for Mr. Anderson, <coughs> she was able to have enough money saved up that she actually bought an inn for her mom, who was a widow. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's where they got some of this uh, money. Uh, but True. They, they opened up an inn.
1: Now, she did have a brother, too, who uh, I read in one of the articles. He was a merchant marine, but when he came home, he was drunk and all the time and things like that, and he wasn't home a lot. So, yes. I, I don't know. I Maybe do they think got that. some money from him, too. I possible. do think
0: I had heard about him as yeah. well.
1: Um, so they bought the inn, and she went to, work, she went at the to inn work there. And
0: she went to work there. Right.
1: Okay. But. Um, even though she left the tobacco shop, she was still having suitors come yes. around. Yes,
0: yeah, because hey, now she's got a place that they can live with her.
1: Absolutely, they you know, stay not only
0: too. not only do they get to come in and say hi to her and flirt with her across the counter. She can be making their bed, and she
1: could be making their
0: dinner, and their breakfast, or whatever, right? Okay. So, like, a little home life type thing.
1: So, that was a little marketing thing for the inn there.
0: Okay, it sure was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, okay. that's just the thing there, Mr. Donnelly. Mm-hmm. She uh, seemed to have several suitors yeah, yeah. that lived right in the inn.
1: Okay, but there was two prominent ones. One was Alfred Cromlin. Mm-hmm. Who fell deeply in love with her. Yeah, he
0: was very much in love with her, and he was also very respectable. He was a very respectable gentleman, and everybody sort of liked
1: him. Including Mary's mother, mother, Phoebe.
0: Including Phoebe.
1: And she approved of him. Oh, yes. But Mary really didn't like him that
0: much. You know, it's the same old story. Yeah. The girl never likes the good boy. She always wants the bad boy. The bad guy. Oh, yeah.
1: Which comes into the picture, Mr. Daniel Payne. Payne. Daniel Payne. Yes. And what a pain he might have been. (laughs) Yeah. He fell in love with her, too, and Mary quite liked him.
0: Yes, she definitely went for the bad boy kind of guy.
1: And supposedly he proposed, and she accepted. She accepted, and
0: Mom was not pleased, and neither was Mr. Cromlin. Yeah.
1: So in June of 1841, now this is June. Yes. Okay. Uh, cromlin came in now cromlin and pain and everybody was living under the same roof they were <laughs> okay. they were now cromlin came in and found mary and daniel kind of fooling around a little bit and basically he says that's it i've had enough yes. i'm out of here he
0: chastised he chastised, chastised pain for you know being so disrespectful and and you know doing those types of things with mary it was just wrong they weren't married and that kind of stuff and so he's like you know what obviously she doesn't want me if she's doing this with him and he says i'm out of here so he moved out of the inn went and found a new place to live yeah yeah poor mr cromlin
1: poor mr cromlin Mm -hmm. um so up to this point Okay, basically, we just have a young lady who's good looking. Mm -hmm. However, if you go to our blog site, I'm. (laughs) Come on, woof, but. (laughs) Okay. Well, remember,
0: (sighs) beauty is one in the eye of the beholder. And also, think of the time period. They weren't, you know, all dolled up all the time like, you know, our beauties of today. You know, yeah. okay. I mean, think about me when I don't have any makeup on, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: You're not supposed to say that. You're supposed to oh, sweetheart. Oh, you're yeah, just... you don't need makeup, honey. <laughs> there you're you are naturally go.
2: beautiful. See,
0: now that's what Mary was. She was oh, naturally God. beautiful. Just imagine mm-hmm. her putting a little bit of, you know, makeup on and doing her hair a little bit, you know, more curly and pretty. And
1: Well, she attracted some well-known authors, too, that kind of knew her from the tobacco store. Yes. From being around town Mm -hmm. and things like that. Mm -hmm. And we're talking like Edgar Allan Poe and what was some of the other names? I forget. I'm sorry. Oh, wait. Um, Some of the other ones were um, because these guys started out as newspaper writers, basically.
0: Yeah, they started out doing little short stories in the newspapers, you know. Oh.
1: some of the names go ahead i wanted to say
0: i wanted to say that there was one here we go
1: james film finmore cooper washington Washington irving that's the one i was thinking of so these are well-known american authors yes um who knew the beautiful cigar girl
0: because they went and bought tobacco off of her Mm
1: -hmm. yes um so i guess she was a little bit of a celeb she
0: was in her in her own right. But rate, what she would was. you
1: equate her to nowadays? What like the Kardashians? Maybe no, maybe not because she wasn't really wealthy. Although she was very well paid for a woman. She was
0: well paid for a woman.
1: <coughs> I mean, I within a year, she had enough money to buy an inn. Yeah, I mean, come on.
0: true. She yeah. probably got a lot of good tips from those guys too. Yeah. You know. But I, I don't know who who I would associate her with it being like for today. I don't know. I mean, we go out and we have our waitresses and things like that, but I, I don't see any of them being as influential as her.
1: They, you know? Well, I guess she would be a local celebrity. Although they wrote about this, so I guess it went national. You know. True. Um, anyways. Anyways. Uh, we were going kind of fast, so I wanted to...
0: Oh, did you know?
1: Yeah. Um, okay. So... Let's talk about what happened in July. Now, we're still in 1841. In June, Cromlin found them fooling around. He says, I'm out of here. He moved out, went to another boarding house. Right. In July, July 25th, actually, Mary gets up. She helps with the breakfast. She helps with the chores. She opens the door to Payne's room and says... I'm going to my aunt's, which is only about 15 minutes by Omnibus, which is basically a little metro bus type thing. Yeah, I kind of
0: liken it to Greyhound today. Yeah,
1: but it, it was just a around town type thing. She's going to her aunt's house, and she asked him, later on could you meet me and walk me home because I'm going to come home late. He basically agreed and... She left. She told her mom she was leaving, going to her aunt, so on and so forth. Well, Payne gets up, and I guess he's like a late riser because obviously he missed breakfast. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> um, he gets up. He goes around town, goes to his brother's house. He goes to a market, goes to a tavern,
0: the eating houses. So yeah, he goes to restaurants
1: uh he comes back and takes a, a nap.
0: nap. Uh, those afternoon naps <coughs> are awesome. I love yes. afternoon naps.
1: Takes a long nap. He gets up like he's going to go meet Mary mm-hmm. to walk her home and he gets to the the supposedly where the omnibus drops her off and then he realizes, "Hey, it's Sunday. The omnibus doesn't run on Sunday."
0: Mhm. Yeah. So,
1: it took him all day to realize that. Yeah, supposedly I, yeah i'm not allegedly. sure allegedly
0: i'm not sure i i buy that one but you know cuz obviously he didn't have to go to work that day so he knew it was sunday
1: yeah and at some point before there they they kind of like could broke think. up or something right
0: yes um her mom hated him she didn't she didn't approve of him didn't want mary marrying him and she she kind of talked mary into breaking off the engagement so it surprises me one that he was you know, she went over and opened the door and said, "Hey, will you walk me home? Uh, I know I just broke up with you, but uh, will you will you walk me home anyway?" And he, of course, obliges and doesn't realize that she's on a bus that doesn't exist for the day. I don't know. I don't buy it.
1: You don't buy that. I don't buy well, anyways, it. Anyways, a few days before that, she went to Cromlin mm-hmm. to kind of ask him for money. I think.
0: Uh huh. She did. He she wasn't needed there. some. Yeah, he wasn't there. She needed some money, and um, she supposedly was going to, um, I guess the inn took IOUs. And so she was going to cash in some IOUs with, with Cromlin, and uh, he wasn't there. And so she kind of left messages for him. Hey, call me at the inn. Come by the inn. I, I need to see you. And he ignored her.
1: She even left a rose. In
0: yeah, she put a rose in the keyhole of his his <coughs> building.
1: So she was feeling a little guilty, basically.
0: Maybe,
1: or she just wanted money.
0: I think she did. Right? I think she just wanted some money, and she knew that he she could count on him, or she thought she could count on him because before he left the inn, he said, you know. Uh, I'm sorry to do this, I, but I can't be here anymore. And mm-hmm. but if you ever need anything,
1: let me know. Let me know; yeah. I'll help you out. Um, so she didn't hear anything back from him, and she went to Anderson and got money.
0: She did. Anderson and her ended her up giving her some money. Now I don't know how much she was going to get from him, but she was going to get. She wanted fifty dollars from Cromlin. Okay. But I don't know how much it was that Anderson gave her. I have not found that in any reports. So uh, he did give her money though. And then okay. she went on this little
1: yeah, went on this little trip trip
0: to see her auntie.
1: Payne goes to meet her mm-hmm. and realizes, realizes there's th-
0: no bus today.
1: And then there's a storm that's rolling in. Mm-hmm. So he so decides,
0: like, I'm not waiting around here.
1: I'm going back to the boarding house. She could just spend the night at the aunt's.
0: She must be spending the night yeah. at the
1: ants because of the storm. Because of the storm. She's not going to walk back. So right. he just goes back home and, I guess, goes back to bed. I guess so. I'm right? telling
0: you, if you, if I was supposed to meet you and you just came back home because I was, like, not there. <laughs> I don't know. I'm to find might, you. Yeah. You might be, be in trouble. trouble. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> you should be like, oh, my <clears throat> gosh, where's she at? She... Should I go looking for her at her aunt's house? I don't know. All
1: right, so the next morning, this would have been Monday morning.
0: Yes, so Monday morning. He gets
1: up, and he finds that uh, Phoebe, mommy, Mary's mother, mommy. is like, uh, she's upset because Mary didn't Mary come never home. never came home. And so he doesn't think anybody, you know, he don't care. He's going to work.
0: Yeah. Now, yeah. I just might add. Remember, she disappeared for two weeks before
2: mm-hmm. to go
0: visit relatives, and, Mar- and Mary's mom, Phoebe, was not concerned because she knew where she was. She knew she was supposed to be at her aunt's, but she's still very worried.
1: Right. She's worried that she didn't come home. Yes. Payne doesn't care. He goes to work. Okay. Yeah. So at lunchtime, he goes back to the boarding house. Mary's still not home yet.
0: And Mommy is all the more upset. <coughs>
1: That's right. Now, she, I think I think mom knew something was going on. Mm-hmm. You know, I do too. Had to, have, but, but anyway, that's our own opinion. We'll we'll get to that point. But um, so this is where Payne like takes charge, and he's going looking for Mary.
0: Yeah, he finally decides maybe there's a problem.
1: Yeah, maybe there's something wrong. So he he starts tracing her steps that he thinks. To the aunt's house and he's stopping all these different places did you see her did you see her that kind of thing finally gets to the aunt's house and it's like she never showed up
0: and in fact i didn't even know she yeah, was coming i didn't did, even
1: know she was who coming said here. she
0: was coming here i i didn't know she was coming right, here
1: so at that point he's like whoa wait a minute
0: something's you
1: know? up and he goes to the newspaper and takes out an ad describing mary what she looks like she's missing Mm-hmm.
0: So, so, so missing persons report. He <coughs> takes that out of yeah. the newspaper. He doesn't go to the police until then. Oh, no no
1: no. See well when I started, you know, <laughs> why would you go to the police? You uh, know? Yeah, yeah. You would go to the newspaper right. and try to do it yourself, basically, because mm-hmm. the police were basically useless. Worthless. Yeah. There I think I read at the time, like during the day, all of New York there were six police officers. And then at night there was like two night watchmen and it, and, and that was it. You know, so, why? Why bother? They're like. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so, he goes to the newspaper, takes out the ad, and basically goes back home. Right?
0: Yes, he does.
1: All right. So, on Tuesday, still no Mary. Still no Mary. Phoebe's getting, ugh, she's, she
0: She's, she's getting worse. Much, she's pretty much knowing something's yeah, wrong.
1: She knows there's something going on. Yeah. Um pain goes out again looking he's questioning everybody um trying to figure out what's going on. That was Tuesday.
0: Yeah, he goes all he goes all over. Goes to the Elysium Fields area. He goes um to some taverns. He goes and checks things out, talking to people again, trying to get, you know, "Hey, have you seen her? Have you seen her? Have you seen her?"
1: And nobody's seen her.
0: And nobody's seen her. So, he's, you know, in <coughs> Hoboken He's in yeah all, all over and just no Mary. Right.
1: Wednesday morning, Cromlin finds out what's happening because basically he saw the article in the newspaper.
0: Yep. So, so he now knows that Mary's missing.
1: Right. So he goes running to the boarding house. And that's where he finds Phoebe in this total state of mourning, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he starts... Searching for himself, retracing everywhere where pain went, and
0: where he thought she might be, yeah, right. um,
1: and he ends up in Hoboken. He does. And about the time where he's like there, looking and checking around, they find a body in, in Hudson the Hudson river. river. They right. do. So they pull it ashore, and the body's been out there for a while you know a
0: couple days
1: bloated you can't tell by just looking at the face who it is that kind of thing so Uh, because not only
0: is it bloated and she's been soaking in the water but it also looks very bruised so her face is not quite so he forces
1: his way into the body and pulls up the sleeves and sees the hair on her arms and he knows right away this is this is mary yeah, it must have so been some she really, really hairy in, <laughs> arms.
0: must have been some very distinctive arm hair because, yeah. I don't know, my arm hair looks a lot like a lot of other people's arm hair.
1: Right. So they send out for the coroner and all this other stuff, and he's, like, protecting the body the whole time. Yeah. Right? Now, at this time when they, like, made this, now everybody knows that Mary's missing. It's been in the paper, and, you know, they're, they're scouring and all this, and he's like, yep, this is her. Um one of the guys that pulled her in which is HG Luther. Mm-hmm. He goes bolting back to the boarding house cuz he must have knew them or something. Must have. And he goes in and he sees Phoebe and Payne Daniel Payne standing there or in the in the boarding house and he tells them, "Hey, they found Mary." And they basically did nothing.
0: Yeah, they just They kinda- weren't even like, they didn't seem shocked. They didn't Sad, seem upset.
1: Nothing. You would think Payne would have just went, what? And went flying over there and like... But he didn't. Nothing. He stayed there with He stayed Phoebe. there with
0: Phoebe. And they just hung out there. Not, let's go and see if we can identify the body. No, you know, let's go collect the body. This is just literally, oh, okay, you found Mary.
1: Yeah. So... Hg H. G. Luther basically must have attest- or you know gave some sort of testimony. Yeah, he he was just
0: shocked that they did not find it, you know, bad news. <laughs> like he he was just shocked at how they reacted. It's kind of like in today's day and age, you know, the, when you know somebody if somebody came to your door and said, you know, your so and so is. It has been found Um, they didn't make it you know that kind of thing most people would start crying and bawling or something I mean I know I would and I know a lot of police investigations that's what they look at they look to see how do you react yeah, uh, and that's
1: part of the investigation—is to see
0: they do and facial expressions. Are they lying? This, Are they not lying? You know, being that, that thing. this is yeah. one of the things that changed investigative uh, techniques, that might be one of the things that they learned from this. Yeah.
1: Okay, so we're going to just take a real quick short break, and when we come back, you're going to talk about the really extensive autopsy that they did
0: oh very extensive
1: all right so this is just gonna be real quick and we'll be right
2: back calendars, close your doors, and turn off all the lights. As twice a month BTE Radio brings you a new episode of the Haunted Spotlight, Sean and Marianne Donnelly of Dark Shadow Ghost Tours dig deep into the archives of the Panic D database and take you inside a different location with each new episode. Learn the rich history and hear the paranormal claims of some of the most infamous and unsuspecting locations from around the country. Ever wonder what roams the property or lurks behind those closed doors? Curious about the true history of that creepy house that sits down the street? Want to know what evidence a paranormal investigation group may have captured? Then find out every other Sunday and tune in to BTE Radio for another chilling episode of The Haunted Spotlight, if you dare.
1: i love that commercial (laughs) you're sick i am i am um so anyways tell us about the autopsy that they did
0: well it appears that um they didn't do a very extensive autopsy they pretty much did an external autopsy um not too much with the interior at all. Again, it's 1841. You know, it's not like the techniques are all there for everything yet. But they basically examined the outside of her body. And they found that she, of course, had all this bruising on her face. They found that there was a bruise the shape of a man's hand on her um, on her body. Uh, they found that she had um, not drowned. Because she had no foam in her mouth and or in her lungs, really the only thing that that they mention is anything about her, the interior of her body was about her lungs. Literally, that's it. Uh, everything else was exterior. So, do
1: you think they just didn't they they did not like cut her open? Do this I don't think I, I don't think that
0: they did
1: because they did it on site.
0: Yeah, they did it in a little building that was just just a ways from from the thicket where yeah. or, or from the uh, the river, uh, they just literally found you know a building that was kind of there, and they're like, Oh, we can do it here. So, uh, I don't think that they did, um, but they did find that she didn't have any foam in her mouth or, or in her lungs, and so therefore she didn't drown. So, it was definitely something that uh, went with this beating that she supposedly had because obviously her face was all bruised, she had this, um, this this bruising in the shape of a guy's hand on her neck. They found that there was, um, damage to her, uh, genital regions. So she had some injury in her feminine areas. Uh, they did find that there was, um, a piece of, um, Oh, what is that? Uh, I always forget a word, uh, lace a piece of lace that was tied so tightly around her neck that it actually cut into the skin of her neck and that it had a knot on it by her ear and then it had another like piece of cloth that was tied like a sailor's knot (laughs) and so this is pretty much like the autopsy I mean, they really didn't find much of this anything was done else by
1: the new jersey coroner dr richard h cook that was the official autopsy yes and uh what was his conclusion
0: uh he concluded that she had been raped by probably three assailants uh and that she did not drown
1: that was basically his conclusion yeah
0: now i would say that she was strangled that you know he Right. Obviously, <laughs> we've got stuff there, but his the conclusion—his conclusion—that yeah. she had been raped by probably about three different guys.
1: How, how did he come to that? Who
0: I was? have no idea. Yeah. I mean, you know, we do Pick have a number. Yeah, you know, yeah. How do you determine that it's three? I don't know, because they obviously weren't collecting semen samples and things like that back in the 1840s. I mean, today we might be able to say, you know, this individual had uh, intercourse with this many people. But back in 1841, I think not.
1: No.
0: You know. So uh, that was pretty much it. Uh, But they also noticed that, you know, there was sort of a a fabric hitch that was sort of added to um, the body. And it was sort of thought that maybe it was to kind of carry it or help to carry it. So
1: So basically she didn't die by drowning. She died and then somebody chucked her in a river. Pretty much, yeah. All right, so after the autopsy and everything, it actually took the officials time to determine who was actually going to investigate the crime. Yeah, don't you New hate Jersey? it when you're sort of be... like
0: on the borders yeah, of things. Be
1: New York, <laughs> is it gonna be New Jersey? Is it gonna be and this is another one of those things that's that's changed, you know. I think now it's where the where body is found.
0: Actually it's Isn't where that? the torso of the body is found. The
1: torso of the body. So if they yes. find a head in California it's in the torso. Of New yeah, York, I'm pretty New York sure. I'm
0: pretty sure it's the torso, not the head. I'm pretty sure it's the torso.
1: Okay. Um, so these was one of those changes that yeah, came about because of this case. It was like, I'm not going to do it. You're going to do it. I don't know. You know that kind of thing just because it was in the river. Sorry, yeah. that's your side.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're yeah.
1: busy. Yeah. Um, so
0: because I don't it took know them how so long. long
1: it took them, but it took them time,
0: and and this time made it such that. You know, people started talking. Like, yeah,
1: here go the rumors. Here's the rumor. Here, here go, is it go the Articles in the penny papers and oh, all this other yeah.
0: stuff. Oh yeah, because they didn't know, you know, anything. So they were make they were left to their own devices. They got to make up whatever they right. thought was. So wrong. here
1: are some of the rumors. She was attacked by attacked and raped by gang members and killed. Oh, uh, those
0: those gang members. Right. I'm telling you,
1: uh, Payne uh, did it. He did it the night where he was supposed to meet her because she broke off the engagement. So he He killed her. He was not happy and and so he killed her. Um, Some people even said Anderson did it because she left the tobacco store. You know. um, The the only person who was actually kind of cleared from the whole thing was Cromlin because of everything he did to try to find her. Yeah. You know, but they were throwing accusations at you know rumors and everything at everybody. I'm surprised they didn't come out and say Phoebe did it.
0: <laughs> yeah, because she you wasn't know. upset. <laughs> you know, but you know.
1: Yeah. So then comes August 25th. Now we're in the same year. Yes. Okay. On August 25th, two boys found clothing and items like an umbrella and some other things, petticoats, petticoats and, and other a things.
0: handkerchief. And
1: they found the handkerchief that were. It bordered with M R. Yes. Okay. Does that
0: sound like anybody we know? Mm. mm. Maybe Mary Rogers.
1: They thou- found them in an area called the Thicket. Yes. Okay. So they found these things and they took them to their mother. Remember, their mother, a Mrs. Loss. Mm-hmm. She took these items and just stored them away overnight. Yeah.
0: I don't know if she was planning on keeping them. And then she got to thinking, maybe I should turn these in. I don't know.
1: And reported them to the police the next day. Right. Okay. Now, she either worked or owned a tavern that was close to the thicket.
0: Yeah. I think she just worked there. She
1: just worked there. Okay. Um,
0: But this is a month later. She died in July 25th, right? Now this is August 25th.
1: So this area was
0: a whole month
1: yeah so the police come and they investigate Mrs. Loss and she describes what Mary was wearing the night that she was in her tavern and she saw her in there with another gentleman and when they right when they left and um, not
0: long after that not long after heard. they
1: left they heard screams coming from the thicket area and she was really clear and precise to her testimony that she gave to the police Mm -hmm. um
0: she said that you know people come through there all the time you know trying to get to the the you know tavern because you know when you come from the elysium fields it's like a shortcut type thing yeah
1: so um of course this comes out in the papers and all this other stuff like that they've they they are getting closer to solve this case oh yes um but then there's rumors
0: of course there's rumors Right, there's
1: more rumors i mean some people think that she planted the items there um but describe the the thicket
0: well a lot of the rumor came from the fact that (coughs) it's a month later they find this stuff Mm -hmm. people are supposedly coming through this thicket all the time to get to the tavern why didn't anybody else see it
1: Right. Why did, right. it, take why a did month? it take
0: a month for us to find this parasol, which is an umbrella, and petticoats and stuff? Why did it take so long to find this? And on top of that, if there were really all these people using this, coming through to get to the tavern, why was the thicket so overgrown? Apparently, mm-hmm. at the time, the thicket was so overgrown that you actually had to crawl on your hands and knees to actually get through it.
1: Which really? two boys could have done
0: two boys could have done that but big people normal size you know just kind of walking by I'll trying to get my a shortcut to the
1: end <laughs> yeah getting a
0: shortcut I'm sure, sorry if my shortcut meant I had to get on my hands and knees I'm taking the I'm taking the long way around because I don't know that's right. just. Especially if you're not, you know, you're not going home. You're going to go out. You're going well, I, to a tavern. It's not yeah. like you want and, to be all and muddy why and didn't gross. She,
1: why didn't she come forward sooner? Saying, "Oh yes, she was here. I saw her here." Why did it take a month? And we found this stuff, and then, oh, okay, I'm, I'm going to go talk to the police. Yes. You know, but they came and talked to her. She know, basically yeah. after she turned this.
0: Yeah. Head. She. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, anyways, we're moving on October seventh.
0: We are flying now. Yeah. Flying through so, time.
1: So, September, October is a couple more months. Payne, Daniel Payne, mm-hmm. he goes to a tavern near the thicket. I don't know if it's the same tavern or I'm not. Going,
0: I'm going to say probably.
1: Yeah, could be. He announces, I am the man that was promised to Mary Rogers. I am the man in a great deal of trouble. And he left the tavern. He went to the thicket with a bottle of... Laudanum. Laudanum, which mm. is...
0: It's a it's a medication. It, you shouldn't have that much of that. It uh, tends to be a poison in large quantities.
1: Yeah. So he drank the whole bottle.
0: Of course. Who who wouldn't, right? right?
1: He smashed it. He laid down and died. Mm-hmm.
0: Now they say in that... In the thicket. This, yes. They say that this uh, laudanum would have caused him a couple hours anguish type thing before he died. So he, he really... Was,
1: he was drunk though. He so wanted to he wanted he to feel some things. Out.
0: But while he was in the tavern, he did have a drink.
1: Okay. So
0: he he was not quite
1: So not too long after he died, people come by and they find him.
0: Yeah, amazing. Yeah. He dies and two hours later they find him. Mary dies, and it's a month later before they find her umbrella and petticoats.
1: Right. Right. But in his pocket he had a note that said, To the world, here I am on the spot. God forgive me for my misfortune. In my misspent time. So. No more Daniel Payne.
0: No more Daniel Payne. And he's laying there dying in the spot, as he called it.
1: That's right. Mm Mm-hmm. So nothing happens with the case for.
0: A year.
1: Was it a year? Yeah. Yeah, November 1st, 1842. Mm Mm-hmm. Alright, so here's what happens. <laughs> the police arrive at the Nick Moore's tavern. Okay, and this is where Mrs. Loss worked. Right. They come and on a call because uh she was accidentally shot by one of her sons. <laughs> probably one of the kids that supposedly <sighs> found the stuff yep. in the thicket. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. The problem is, is she's real delirious and she's just rambling on about all kinds of different Things and everything and they hear one of the sons say uh-oh the great secret will now come out
0: what's the secret
1: interesting right yeah but they didn't say what the secret was and of course the police didn't question him. of course not what secret are you talking about okay um
0: but of course there were rumors here
1: we go with the rumors again uh you want to talk about those ones
0: they sort of thought that there might have been a botched abortion. See, Mary was there and maybe she had an abortion and didn't make it. You know, back in those days, I mean, even still today, abortion's not like a a light thing, right? You can have some bleeding and you can die. And uh, you add, you know, the fact that abortions weren't quite legal, Mm. Uh, and you have unsterile equipment and things like that. I mean, there are high mortality rates for the, the women who would go to have these abortions. And uh, so they thought, well, maybe it just so happens that Mary had come for an abortion and Mrs. Loss botched it. Now, why would they say it was Mrs. Loss that botched it? Because she was actually under investigation because... Um, she had some connections with a woman named Madame Ristel, who just so happened to be the local abortionist. Yes. And, of course, she was kind of um, expensive.
1: <clears throat> she was very well-known and very...
0: She dealt more with the elite. Did her job well. And she yes. had a
1: nickname, too, which I can't remember what it was. Um, something of death. Something,
0: yeah. Uh, but she... She would. Uh, I can't
1: tell you this, what I remember about Madame Ristel. okay. Every time that she was arrested,
0: yeah. she
1: paid her bail in cash, $10,000, yeah. with a $1,000 tip.
0: Yeah, and think about it. It's yeah. the 1840s. Who has $10,000 just hanging yeah. out, right?
1: I should have looked up. I don't have $10,000
0: just hanging out.
1: The equivalent is. But she was very... Very well off, lived in a brownstone mansion, and
0: yes, yeah, and mm-hmm. so she. was But if kind you of expensive. couldn't afford her, yes, yeah, so she would. She would kind of send you to someone you could others, afford. Others,
1: kind of like Mrs. Loss, that works in a tavern. Say, Hello, sweetie, come in the back.
0: Yes, you have that fifty so. dollars. Okay. So that's what they're thinking. They're thinking that maybe she went, had an abortion, it didn't quite go so well, and they dumped their body in the river. Because apparently there were other girls who had Mary was not the first
1: one that was pulled out of the river.
0: There were other girls who had died during abortions and they found their bodies in the river.
1: Well, if you think about it, okay, you know, we have cell phones and the internet and all this other stuff right now you can't blink without your neighbor knowing about it okay but back then well botched it up beat the crap out of her tie her up whatever throw her in and blame it on the gangs
0: makes a lot of sense if you think about it i mean if you if you're if you're somebody like mrs loss and you've lost someone that would be a good. That would be a good way to cover it up. <laughs> oh
1: man, that's bad.
0: I know that's, that was that's a bad, bad joke.
1: Okay, All so right. let's talk about Edgar Allan Poe.
0: Everybody loves Edgar Allan Poe, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Quoteth the Raven.
1: <laughs> so he writes a story based on this case but he wasn't in new york at the time no, he was actually, actually in paris he so what was that title the mystery of marie, marie roger okay yeah
0: marie roger because remember it's french
1: yes mm-hmm. and his story was based on a woman a beautiful woman that worked in a perfume store
0: in paris
1: who basically disappeared and blah blah blah, and they found the body and all this other stuff. So, it was very similar to.
0: It's amazing how similar it was. Yes, yes. yes. She didn't work in a tobacco shop. She worked in a perfume shop, and right. you know.
1: And and Edgar Allan Poe knew Mary.
0: She, yes, he did. Yes. Mm-hmm. From he the wrote, tobacco shop, his
1: tobacco from her. Mm-hmm. So, tell a little bit about um, the mystery of Marie Roget.
0: Well, he ended up writing it uh, as a three-part story that would have each part published in the newspaper at a different time. So he wrote the first part, the second part, they got submitted.
1: Now that was prior to the November first, nineteen or eighteen forty-two, when Missus Loss got shot by one of her sons. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah it was kind of it was kind of no. before that time. Yeah, yeah, uh, but it was in. It was in three parts, and the first two parts got published in the newspaper before all that stuff came out. And then the third part was supposed to reveal the killer. Unfortunately, the newspapers came out and said, hey, we know the killer. We know what's going on. And he's like, ooh, um this doesn't quite go with what I wrote. So he decides to change the third part. So he changes the third part, backtracks a little, and says, you know what, I'm not going to tell you who the killer was. I know the killer. I've known all along who the killer is, but I'm going to let the police and the authorities describe what happened and tell you who did
1: it. Yeah, so he kind of saved face a little
0: bit. Yes. So he does not ever, you know, Write down. Oh, this is the this is the answer here in part three. And people were not happy. People wanted to know. Uh,
1: now he was basing his story off of what he was reading coming out of the papers. Yes, everything he was, was in based Paris. on the
0: newspapers. He was right. not here. And so he read the newspaper articles, and he based all his storyline off those newspaper articles. Which could
1: have been a bunch of garbage.
0: It could have been. (laughs) Rumors. It could have been. So it takes him a couple years, but a couple years later he decides to uh, come out a little bit with the information, and he ties it for the first time to the Mary Rogers case. First time he actually says, yes, this is based on the Mary Rogers case. Uh, And... um, basically talks about how he thinks it's um, the abortion story, that it would be an abortion. Uh, That tended to be the thing that was, you know, the popular answer. Uh, They can't prove it, but that was what they were thinking. So he's like, yeah, of course, that's what I was thinking this whole time. But you know what? I would have figured it out and been done a lot better at it uh, if I would have been in New York. Uh, instead of over here, if right. I would have been there and got to go and investigate it myself, I would have figured it out. Not like having to read all these newspapers to figure it out. Right.
1: So. So the case is still.
0: It is still unsolved. considered It's considered unsolved because they didn't have any evidence mm-hmm. to, you know, really officially tie things together. Yeah. But uh, so,
1: what's your opinion? What Miss, is my Miss opinion, Forensic Scientist?
0: Alright, my opinion is that it was a botched abortion. Uh, I think that she was with child. I think that Mr. Payne or someone else got her pregnant.
1: Who do you think it was?
0: She had a lot of suitors. Yeah. You know? I, I t- Hey, maybe that's what she did in 1838. Maybe she had another one. I, I don't know. But anyway, she... Um, She somehow becomes pregnant, uh, and she breaks things off with pain because she's fighting with her mom about it. She goes to see her other, you know, suitor that sort of backed off when he found out about pain and goes to see Cromlin, and of course, he's not there, and he ignores her and doesn't return her calls and all this stuff, and she really wanted, you know, he said, I'll help you. If you ever have any problems, I'll help you out. But he wasn't helping her out, so she goes uh, to get some money. She doesn't have enough money. I don't know why she had all that money to buy the inn, but she doesn't have money to to have this abortion. She went to Cromlin, and then she didn't get it from him, so she goes to her old boss, Mr. Anderson, says, hey, I, I need some help. He gives her some money. Maybe it wasn't quite enough for that Mrs. Rostell for Madame for Madam Rostel and so she gets sent to Mrs. Loss and either she's going to have the abortion and she gets you know caught by these guys uh, from one of the gangs and kind of beats her up a little bit and kills her or she made it there, had the abortion she's on her way home, runs into some of them or maybe it's just Payne himself uh, but somebody comes along, beats her up maybe uh, and kills her off Uh, I don't know that she necessarily died at the abortion itself because she's got all these bruises. What's with all the bruises? That's what bothered me. If she didn't have all those bruises and those man's hands bruises on her body, I would probably be thinking more along the lines of Mrs. Loss. But I do think that she was at least on her way or way back from Mrs. Loss.
1: Well, it's kind of in the whole story. It's, There's all kinds of questions, you know, if we could go back in time and investigate Mm -hmm. ourselves, that type of thing. Like, why did, um, you know, what was the big mystery? What was the big mystery that was going to come out? And and what we didn't put in here, too, was that all these people, we're going to put the little paranormal spin on here a little bit. All these people, when they died, Anderson, uh, Loss, uh, I think Cromlin, too they said that they were being visited by mary yes the ghost of mary Mm -hmm. that was coming and was was torturing them or something but anyways um that's a different
0: um different different show different yeah
1: (laughs) um but anyways the the question i have is like why didn't the police like question those boys and say what's this big secret you're talking about Uh uh-huh you know like you said was it okay, they screwed it up and they made it look like the gangs beat her up? Or did they Shanghai her? She was in that tavern. Why did she not, you know, go to her aunts? Mm -hmm. Why did she go directly there? Um,
0: Was she really ever going to go to her aunts or was that just the cover story for people in town? Because obviously obviously her mom knew... You know, yeah, her mom knew something you know, was up because, because she didn't
1: come back that same night.
0: Yeah, she was worried about her. <coughs> she disappeared for two weeks a couple years ago and you didn't care. Now let me ask you, <laughs> me ask you this because you.
1: I don't know. Now I know, I don't know, okay, but I would assume just from television and stuff, like nowadays if you would go for an abortion, you're like, back the yeah a couple hours would that have been the same back then yeah. in 1841 you wouldn't have to have like any type of respite or anything like that i
0: or? mean you probably would have been asked to you know
1: take it easy for a day or two but but would you travel back i mean, at 15 minutes by omnibus would be how far who knows you know but it wasn't a short distance yeah that you would have to travel back um I don't know, but another thing that kind of sticks out is what did the uh, pain mean when he said he was in trouble?
0: Yeah, was it, you know, mental trouble? Mean? Was it, hey, they're getting close, their suspicions of me are getting closer to the truth? You know, what, he said, I'm here on the spot, so how did is that literally the spot that they killed Mary and then took her and dumped her you know like he apparently thought that he was in the spot yeah i don't know what do you what what do you think there mister
1: i don't know i i just kind of think that um from what i read about Payne, you know he was just kind of like a manly man he really didn't care about women that much he could have beat her up um he could have been drunk one night maybe laid into her or something, Um, or forced himself on her and got her pregnant. I mean, that could have happened. Um, But obviously he was working. If it was something where it was his and he knew about the abortion, why didn't he give her money? You know? Um, And then there's a little bit of creepy stuff about Anderson, too.
0: Yeah, but maybe uh, maybe it wasn't his kid. Maybe that's what he was ticked about. Maybe, you know, you better go get that abortion, and then, you know, by the way, you know what? That's just wrong. Uh, you're, you're supposed to be mine, and he just took her out. Could be that, too.
1: Yeah, or he could met up with her, and she's like, you know, what's the matter with you? Why are you walking? So, whatever. Well, and he tells her. She tells him. Yeah. yeah. She tells him he gets hot, beats the crap out of her, and, you know. And
0: she's already, uh
1: But then why would the kids a, know, the sons know, of a great secret?
0: Or maybe it was just the great secret that she was actually doing abortions. True. Could It could have been not necessarily tied specifically to Mary. It could have just been abortions in general. Yeah.
1: Well, either way, the sad part is we'll never know
0: true well, everyone from this is decidedly in the spirit world at this point yeah yep. So.
1: so this is america's first unsolved, unsolved. murder case mm-hmm. it's kind of sad i feel bad for mary um
0: whatever her uh position was in this whether she was hopefully
1: her soul's at rest somewhere
0: yeah whether um, she was a good girl or a bad girl but everybody had thought she was a, such a good pretty little just little thing but maybe yep. she was a little bit not
1: ah, don't I don't know. know okay well that thanks for listening um, I don't know what we're gonna talk about next but uh, hopefully you like our podcast so far this is our second one if you do please uh, subscribe and you'll get future episodes. And make sure you stop on over to our, uh, our blog site, which is untoldhistoryrevealed.blogspot.com. And if you want to send us a message or anything, uh, we have a little form on there that you can fill out, and it'll shoot us an email. And we've got some changes you probably didn't know about since our last... <laughs> uh, podcast last week. Uh, we're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Tumblr, Google Plus, all those things. So you can come and join us there and send us some messages and follow along on some of the other stuff that we don't actually put in the podcast. But uh, there was there was a couple things I put out there that was like pictures of building old construction pictures and stuff. So. If you're into this stuff, we would like to have you as a fan. So come on out and uh, s- subscribe and follow along. Um, so I am Sean Donnelly.
0: And I'm Marianne Donnelly.
1: And thanks for listening. You've been listening to
0: Untold History.